Welcome to the one-stop shop for photography sales, marketing, and branding wizardry. At Wolf Island, we help awesome photographers and videographers take their business from failing to freaking awesome. It's going to be fun and it's going to get silly because life's too short to be boring. But we'll tackle real-life business issues with Q&As, live interviews, and current news reviews to leave you buzzing and ready to take your photography business to the next level of awesome. Welcome, everybody, to the Wolf Island podcast. It's wonderful to have you. It's Matt and SJ here. And this week, we're going to be talking about perseverance in your business. Well, we just thought you would like to know some of the personal stories of that hard slog in the early years of building business. Because in the Wolf Island um, Photography Business Exchange, we've been talking this week about um, just that hard slog that you face at the early years of building a business. And so we just thought, It would be encouraging for you to hear because a lot of people see us with this successful photography business, traveling the world and photographing these amazing people um, and living this amazing lifestyle. But it wasn't always like that for us. It 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 was extremely hard. Now, it's been a bit easier for me because I started a few years after Matt. We've had separate photography businesses. Um, and I started a few years after you, didn't I, Matt? A few years after. Um, I so, taught you all you know. Yes, you did, actually. That's definitely, not, that's definitely <laughs> not true. It's definitely true. Um, <laughs> but I, in a lot of ways, I piggybacked on Matt's hard work. So I, you'd already laid the foundation in a lot of ways, uh, made connections, understood some of the processes um, and got the systems in place. So I was able to just piggyback on that and go, oh, how do we do this and how do we do that? And you'd put in all the hard slog previously to know the answers to that. So I got it really easy in that sense. I brought the next level of branding and and sales. Sales, definitely. To, and marketing strategy as well. You, right. You're always going to think of things that I don't. Yeah, that tends yes. to be my area, but you always will. Another person will yes, always I think ha- of really good ideas. I had some other ideas of marketing yeah. that worked extremely well. Absolutely. So I, I brought something new to the table, which actually took your photography business to the next level, yeah. um, as well as my own. But that doesn't negate the fact that those early years, you built that photography business by yourself, on your own. and I could not have built a photography business had you not done that hard work. And you know what you're thinking? <laughs> I'm just remembering pa- photographing packets of spices for oh, a my goodness, I remember that. Asian supermarket. Yeah, one time. <laughs> and, and and I think that's that's it's it's rem- reminding me. So I, I was a molecular biologist, research scientist for uh, a little while. I got a bit bored of that because uh, I wasn't a very good scientist. I'm not as clever as people try and say I am. I think some you're clever. Certain things. I think you're clever. <laughs> um, and then so I then I became a teacher after that for a very short period for about a year. But I was, that whole time I was gearing up towards being a photographer. Um, and so working through that process, especially that early part, was probably the most difficult part because I essentially had no clients for about two years. Now, I, I was very fortunate. I've never I ne- at the time I didn't think about this fact, but actually I was essentially had a part time job or a part time business going along on the side because I was because I had all my science degrees, I could teach a level, which is our sort of um, high level exams. Um, I could teach people that stuff and i had a business teaching and students that being a tutor and that allowed me to be a photographer very much part-time and figure out the business 
Um, and and it, it was a difficult time, but I was able to survive just about through that process. Because it was quite a long process of working out. Two years, you were teaching I think. yourself yeah. um, it, how to do all of this. Three years until it actually really took off yeah. your photography business because you didn't have any leg up. You weren't, you hadn't got any, you hadn't done, done any courses. Nobody had taught you how to do anything. You were teaching yourself. Yes. This is why I really wanted to do this podcast episode because I want you guys to be able to hear something of Matt's story because I have never known somebody with so much stickability. Stickability? Yeah. Perseverance. As, <laughs> perseverance. It, because I, I genuinely couldn't have done what you did in those early years. I often think back and I just think I wouldn't have coped and I would have given up. Mm. But you just have this ability to just keep going at something, just thinking, no, I know it's going to work. And you just keep going. And you had a lot of things at the time that were telling you that it wasn't going to work. I'm remembering when you went to go for that funding interview um and they laughed you out of the room so you had a lot of discouragements in in those early days where you you could have doubted yourself and you could have thought i don't know if i'm going to get anywhere with this i see other people making it work but maybe i maybe i'm not the one that can make it work maybe i just need to give up on this but you you never did and you had dark moments but you never gave up you kept and i i you know i would love to actually just talk to you on this podcast episode about what was it that kept you going in those early years like how did you when you had knockbacks and setbacks and we're going to talk about some of some of those knockbacks and setbacks that you had in those early years what was it that actually made you keep going I know it's hard to put into words because I think it's actually something Matt, Matt's like shrugging and got like a confused face it's because it's something that's so innate in you it's something that comes so naturally to you you just don't consider the option of giving up and actually i really admire that about you yeah i mean i just i i, I guess i just it made sense that it would work because everyone else you know there, was, there are other people who did it therefore humans are able to do this thing that i can see i am a human therefore i can do it i mean it, it's as simple as that i guess for me but i love that I, I, that I, does apply to everyone who's listened to this podcast that I think the only helpful thing I can say, and it's not it's not as helpful if you don't have my personality type. You know, I'm, it's not anything clever on my part. It's just what the personality type I was born with. Um, if you're into sort of personality types and stuff, which SJ is, it's called. If you look at Myers Briggs, like that, that that's what I'm referring to when I'm saying that my personality type. And you know, and it's interesting knowing a few people who are like me that that we have the same technical personality type and we act and respond in similar ways. Mm. I, we tend to um like failure isn't like something that really you know i might feel like a failure interpersonally but i never actually like experience failure in the sense that it's like oh right i may as well just give up now i i, I usually see failure as uh, just an opportunity for growth or uh, it was it, it's either somebody else's fault it's or it's my fault and if it's my fault that's great it's actually better if it's my fault because i can i'll be able to very easily see what i could do different next time but so what I if think... you can't see what to do different next time because that's what the situation that a lot of new photographers are in is that things aren't working out the way they thought it would but they cannot see how to put it right yeah. did you have moments like that where you just thought I can't see what to try next. I can't see what's no. going on. No. Not really. <laughs> um, I, so you always knew what the next step was. You always knew. 
Well, I always knew what the next step was, was which is if if I'm if I'm in a cloud of like, oh, I'm not really sure, like what practical thing to do next, then I need to read around and research that that's that's the reality. That's the next thing. If you're stuck, then you need to go find out. And that means asking people questions, which can be difficult because a lot of people aren't forthcoming, understandably, because they don't know you. And sometimes you get mixed messages as well. Yeah. So I think I think the the priority with that is make friends, Um, make friends in an industry that you're that you're struggling with because somebody else will have the answer. And I think the great camaraderie between people who are starting out is, is perfect because you know, say there's four or five of you in some particular, you know, new photographers starting out group, you all see each other as equals because you are essentially, but you're all going to be experiencing something different and therefore you can actually inform each other. So yeah, some top level pro might not have the time for you because they don't know you right you know and so it is difficult and you know once you become that top level pro then you'll be friends with top level pros because those guys that you all helped each other probably have come up within a few years together so i think i think it's in a situation trying to think about it uh, you know and analyze it maybe it's the situations where i didn't know what to do next it was more about asking people questions mm. um if i needed to uh, uh, and, and learning from people that, that's the only real thing i, I know what to do and, and in terms of the failure and not letting it get you down i don't know how you do that because like in terms of personality type it, it's just it doesn't doesn't really get me down mm. but i do totally understand that it does get a lot of people down so i think deep learning figuring some way out of dealing with failure and i do think you know all, all things not working failure is the incorrect word i feel other people are uh, very much well, a solution thomas, to that thomas edison said when he was making the light bulb he said something like i didn't because he, he had like 99 failed, right. so, something like that. And he said, I didn't fail 99 times. I found 99 ways not to make a light bulb. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like yeah, that. yeah. You know, and it's that idea, actually, it's not failure. It's it's actually helping you hone in even exactly. more specifically on what is going to work. Yeah. And so it's, it's having that mentality. I'm going to stick at this because I found... I've, I've found another way that it's not going to work, which means I'm even closer to finding the way that, that it is That's exactly work. how I view things. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's how that's how I can teach, you know, SEO or, you know, various things of advertising because all I've essentially done is gone, okay, that didn't work and tried it and it didn't work. Okay, what did I learn through that? Because the good thing about... F- things going wrong or failure um is that you you learn a bunch you actually gain knowledge from that experience so it's it's never a failure in that respect and i, I guess maybe trying to adopt some of that mentality it's not going to fit for everyone but maybe you can sort of glean some of that which is is just seeing failure as an opportunity for learning so you, it never it was never wasted i guess yeah. that's my attitude and it's one of the reasons why we love doing wolf island because we didn't have anything like this no. you didn't have anything like this not at all when you were building your business so what we hope to do is to save you all the years of heartache and hard work and trial and error that you yeah. went through, try and save you that and just let you know what we found on that journey, what works, yeah, what doesn't work. Because yeah. um, we lost a lot of money in those days yeah. being scammed by companies. Well, I, yeah, I remember. So obviously, I, I'm happy to try things. I think that's the other thing. I'm, I'm just happy to try it and I'm not going to be hurt if it doesn't work. So I remember, I guess it was an email or a phone call from one of these back in the day. This was back in probably 2012 
maybe 20 yeah 2012 yeah, 2013, 2013 time yeah. no 2012 um, yeah 2012 so it was you know a phone call about a, a company that would essentially manage your facebook page i don't know that facebook advertising were, ha, existed no, back I then so and they, I they that, used to I remember that facebook was a hard slog at that time like trying to build your facebook from scratch with nothing yeah, like with nothing you know so when we got this email like oh we can help build your facebook page it was like it's like, oh yeah, save. yeah, like, well, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not even sure I saw it as a save because it, I, I, I think already by that point I'd had the attitude of anything unsolicited. I, if they approached yes. me, was dubious at best, um, and that's definitely true. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> through but this... there was something about that email that made us go, oh, oh, yeah, actually, okay, maybe, it could be. So can... all the stuff that they offered to do, they said they were going to do this, they're going to do that, and I think it was like a thousand pounds, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a thousand pounds, um, which we we were newly married at the time and had like no money, so it was a yeah. lot of money. So it was, it was a it us. was a crap shot in the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, they, they offered to do this, that and the other. And I think they did. Maybe it was like 10% of the things that they promised. Um, so much so that when, you know, when I'm still calling them, trying to get them to do stuff that they, you know, promised they were going to do. You know, I'm like, I'm starting to think, right, I know where their offices are. I'm, I'm thinking about driving, you know, three or four hours to their offices and like going there in person, you know, to, to get them to do the things that I'm doing. But, you know, I, I came to the conclusion that it wasn't worth wasting my time because I was starting to figure some of the things out for myself. But through that experience, again, it's a learning point. Yes, it was a waste of money and 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 somewhat, yes, maybe I should have known better to not hire somebody like that. The reality is I learned for yeah. definite, don't respond to unsolicited stuff. It's always rubbish, yeah. generally. So you, if you find it, that's worth something but if they get in touch with you out of the blue it's a waste of time you know so even that is a learning process but it also gave me the confidence to know that what i was doing my strategy for facebook was actually the thing that was going to work it was going to take some That's time because what it did was it, it let you know that there is no magic pill there's no magic fix yeah. to the hard slog of building the business what what you needed was good strategy which is what you created and what we now teach. Yeah. But but actually, that still takes effort. It takes work. Yes. It takes focus. It takes um, organization. And and it's just that I think it just put to death that idea that maybe there's just some instant fix that suddenly overnight your business is just going to explode. It doesn't happen like that. <laughs> it can happen very fast. And we've got academy students that have gone full time in a matter of months. It can happen fast, but it's not an overnight fix. And it sure. doesn't come without without hard work and hard slog and a lot of mental discipline and i think that's yeah. what i'm i really love about you is that you do actually have very strong mental discipline i think i think something to remember is you know i think we we often look at celebrities right so like famous actors and actresses you you think oh they've put a lot of effort and a lot of work and and a lot of skill they've got a lot of innate talent and that's why they're A-list celebrities now and they've been in movies and what have you. That's not true because there are millions of people who are equally, if not more talented and work hard than they are. Now, the question is then what made them explode overnight? Well, or, or not overnight, but you yeah, know, yeah. explode more Accelerate than beyond the, everybody else. Yeah, and, and it's all to do with the perfect storm of probability essentially you know they knew the right people they'd made the right contacts they had put the work in they have the talent you know so they do have those things i'm not absolutely not for a second saying that they don't have those things but they have a lot of the other things that the sort of i guess it's almost like 
you know, some people will say the stars aligned, but it's not. It's just probability. That's the world is a very big place. There's eight billion people on the planet. Somebody's got to be at the top. Um, so there's an element of that. And I think we often look at other people and think, oh, it's so easy for them. And yes, it, that part might have been easy for them. And they have got success that seems unfair and a bit almost discouraging. But it's not that's don't take that on board because that's not what is going on at all. It's just that they happen to have that perfect uh, sort of combination of circumstances, yeah. of circumstances that, yes, you don't have. But your story is going to be the one that is better for the people who are you know going to follow in your footsteps and not be the the sort of people who who get a, a little bit of a more sort of uh, easy ride with it so actually you're you're doing better than them yes the progress is slower but the you know as we often say the roots are deeper the longer it takes yeah. to build something upwards the deeper the foundation or the deeper the roots and that's where we're when, going when with we this. were starting um it, it, when you were starting in photography we actually had a very um, good friend who was starting out in photography at the same time now he had a, an immense natural ability for photography outstanding work so he seemed to explode out of nowhere suddenly Everyone's talking about him. He's getting awards for being the best, you know, one of the top photographers in the world. He's got top photographers asking him to second shoot for him, like, and and blogs approaching him for his work, like, <laughs> and so that that was that could have been very discouraging because that was not your story. That was not where you were at. But because you had to work so hard to build everything mm -hmm. from scratch, you didn't have the all the stars align, like you said. You just had to work really hard at it. Actually, now, you know, in the future, he's he's saying like, oh, I think I could learn off you guys, you know, for business. Yeah. yeah. Because we, we've had to learn so much more than he did because it was easy, which means we've got so many more strategies now to yes. implement so much more problem solving than we can that we can apply to our business, which means actually we can create a sustainable yeah. business that, that can stand the test of time. Because things will change, you yeah. know, as fashions ebbs and ebb and flow. And definitely. And I, and I think that's absolutely right. You know thinking of of people like that like i i'm i'm like a normal photographer i'm not like super talented like you won't like be like oh you won't know my work or anything in, in a lot of ways and 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 that that's that's like 90 percent of photographers do you know what i mean most of us are in that boat and yeah hopefully i like to think that i'm at the you know i'm doing well with my photography I, I feel like i produce good imagery but the reality is i've had to learn all the other stuff that makes the business work and that's actually what's important and and for our friends you know we've got some excellent friends who are ridiculously good photographers yeah, ridiculously. like you know and they're where are then able to pass on these business techniques and that enables them to fly even higher Which and that's really of, nice yeah, it's actually. one of the reasons that we started teaching because we could see these incredible photographers who oh, we yeah. considered were better than us by a long shot and yet they're struggling for work and we've got more work than we know what to do with and turning away literally i can turn away up to 150 people a month yeah because i just don't have the capacity to serve them all and so I'm thinking this it almost doesn't seem fair, like that these amazing sure. photographers are struggling. And I think that's what makes our journey and our story so credible is that we didn't get a leg up in in terms of we didn't have this outstanding talent that set us and, and made everything well, really I think that's, easy. Yeah, that's certainly true of me. I don't think that's as true for you because you do have like actual innate talent for oh, photography. Well, thank you very much. Um, and it looks good. Do you know what I mean? And people actually do follow your work and they recognize your work. And that but that's not true for me. And I'm not like I'm not, I, I'm not I am, upset about that. About by the way, just to get on. But I am a very particular niche um, with my photography. And so um, although my clients absolutely love it, it is 
it's a very niche audience and, and it, it's obviously a very buoyant market because my photography business has done extremely well. But I think it's it's knowing that that we're not just saying, oh, this is how we this is how we built our business. But actually, the reality is, is just because it, we're exception. We're one of those top yeah. percentage of the elite. Yeah. Actually, no, we're just like normal photographers building normal businesses. And yet we've been able to excel beyond what was expected and what other people were experiencing and even the people who were better than us, what they were experiencing. And I think that's what gives the story credibility. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I do often think about those early days with you because I just think that that was key. Those first those first few years when you were just having to really slog at it, you were working with clients that weren't ideal. You were charging prices that weren't life sustaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not having enough clients and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, so I, I, I was doing uh, I had like commercial work that I did um, <laughs> photographing packets of sticky tape and paper. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I say, you know, and, and again, like, you know, thinking about the Asian supermarket, that was we were learning things then that are important for now. And networking was one of them. So I worked in a little office block that my university business school uh, sort of gave to graduates uh, for a year after graduating. Um, although I graduated a long time before that. So I'm not I don't really remember the circumstances of why I got that office. But Next door was a guy um, who has since you know become a good friend um, from back in those days. He was a graphic designer. He did web design, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, chatting to him just because I do like to get to know people and be nice to them. I wasn't like pitching for work with him or anything. I was just chatting to him. Obviously, introduced myself as a photographer. He's like, ah, oh, I need a photographer for this job, that job, this job. And I just ended up doing commercial work for him on a regular basis because I connected with him and made friends with him. And, you know, that's taught us something for the future and um, for now. You know, none of that was amazing work. Like I say, photographing packets of tape and and uh, spices and yeah. uh, all sorts of different things. And, you know, the imagery was good enough. Um, it wasn't like life changing imagery. I wasn't doing anything spectacular. Um, but, you know, I was getting the work in and it was slowly but surely building and teaching us things. But it would have been easy to be frustrated because, I mean, I'm talking like I think I did 10 commercial jobs for him across the whole first year. You know, that's not anywhere near enough to even pay my rent at the time, I don't think. Um, but you just got to persist with it and you've got to take the lessons for what they are, um, you know, and you will be learning lessons. So if you are frustrated right now and you feel like a failure, I promise there are lessons, even in at least in hindsight, you'll look back on this period, whatever you're in now and be like, oh, OK, I learned this from this period. I need to do this more. Um, and, and so in this example, it was to remember to network and to talk to people and tell them what I do mm. and, and you know, just connect with them, be really nice and amiable because he could have hired a good photographer <laughs> at the end of the day. He could have hired a good photographer. But to be fair, me. I really like the pictures that you took of those. Yeah, those yeah, it was interesting. Spices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's just such a random, such a random job. You've had a lot of random jobs and a lot of, oh, yeah. you know, definitely interesting clients. And, and, in and that's to clock. Yeah. And I was wanting to be a wedding photographer for some reason. I don't know <laughs> why particularly, but well, well, that, that was, that you know, so that was almost like a side gig that I didn't want to do. So even that was frustrating aspect. Yeah. But keep going because it's all building towards the path, the journey that you want. And, you know, within what, within two years after that period sort of finished, um, I think, you know, once we'd combined, our, joined forces somewhat in our minds yeah. and our thoughts, actually probably three years after that, mm. you know, I'm doing 
like my first destination wedding and stuff like that. Which, interestingly, so. your first destination wedding was someone you networked with in that office that the university had given you that you just... Oh, mentioned. yes. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. I yeah, forgot about that just, one. Yeah, and it just yeah. goes to show network, network, network. And we're not saying just network with people you think you can get something off. Network with everyone. Because Make friends the, with everyone because you that never is true. know where your business is going to come from. That is very true because actually I connected with pe other people in that office who've got nothing to do with yeah. photography and they are some of my best friends yeah. now. Our best friends. Yeah. obviously you didn't know them at the time because we you know but now you know them and uh they're our best friends and they actually turned up to be you know um incredible that client. first yeah that first incredible client um and so paved now, the way tell, for everything tell else. the people about that uh, tell, tell the people, the people. <laughs> tell the people Shout what are you far and wide. what was it the queen <laughs> of france who said let them eat cake who, who was is that? that what i sound like marie antoinette marie that? antoinette that's it let yeah, them that's, eat cake. yeah let the people Hang know on, I sound like Izzy let them eat cake no, i've <laughs> cake. just gone scottish i don't know help what's happening <laughs> <laughs> sorry just abandon it <laughs> how, how can i sound like so posh like the queen without even trying and then when i try i just go scottish like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure anyone from Scotland would identify that no. as Scottish. But yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you don't know this about me already, I am terrible at accents. Like, terrible. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with being terrible I'm at accents. I'm good at many things. Accents is not one of them. Yeah. But at least you're honest. And that's, that's all it's... That is one of my many good qualities. <laughs> I am very honest about my I'm, failings. I'm good like that. I'm good yeah, like that. Good. It's one of our, one of our in-jokes. Oh, yeah, I'm good like that. <laughs> Brilliant. But anyway, um, tell the people. Tell the people. About that, actually, those very, very early days. How did you actually get started? Like, how did, who was your first client? Oh, first, uh, first client. First client was, again, actually through people that we knew, you know, people who knew people sort of thing. Um, so, well, my, I guess my first get-go was, like I say, I'm essentially running a part... It just sounds like mafia, people who know people. People who know people. <laughs> yeah, that, sorry about that. I like didn't an mean underground organisation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just risky. need to find the people who know people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so that was, you know, first getting going. Like I'm essentially, like I alluded to earlier, I'm essentially running a part-time business that's paying my bills. So I'm not desperate for money here. The first people that I shot, the first technically client I worked for was for free, but that's because I was like, I literally, I don't think I'd taken many pictures except landscape yeah. pictures at that point. And they were friends of friends and they couldn't afford a photographer. They literally couldn't afford anything. I think they spent 300 pounds on their whole oh, wedding. Wow. Um, so I just, I, you know, I knew that they weren't spending anything and, I, and me and my friend were interested in shooting. So I just approached them. I said, Hey guys, like I, I, I'm fairly sure that you're not going to be getting a photographer. Is that true? Because if you if you want, me and a mate will come and shoot it. If you're you're right as trying some things out, you know, and, and they were obviously very happy with that. All worked great, and that was a great start. That led to another person who knew people. So we did that super super cheap, um, which is again fine because we're just starting out. Like uh, you know, we'll talk about undercutting. You know, people undercutting the market at another time, but um, it's not important for now. But we were doing it cheap. You know, we were just getting going. Well, you have um, to when you're when you're experienced right. and your your competence level. You, you were charging for what your experience and competence level was. Yeah, and they were happy with that competence yeah. level, and that's the important thing. But like I say, we can discuss that another time. Yeah. Uh, I've got strong that's opinions. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, I've got strong opinions on that. Um, <laughs> got strong opinions about most things. I've got, like, yeah. I've got strong, just to clarify, I've got strong opinions on people blaming other people for their own yes. failures. That's what Ooh, I've got wow. strong opinions I mean, Yeah, just say it, say it <laughs> like you mean it. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> don't hold back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
because I don't, you know, I, of course I'm brilliant and I never blame anyone else for my own problems. <laughs> I do. I'm sure I do. I definitely will do. I definitely whinge and I definitely blame other people for my own problems without question. So, you know, getting started, it was people, it was connecting with people, getting to know people. It was an extremely slow start. Yeah. So it's not like something that, oh yeah, if you just network and make friends and talk a lot, like mm. you're going to get really loads of good work. You're not. It's going to take time. And in fact, the third client was still people who I knew through other people. And I think even the fourth client, which by, by which point they're actually starting to pay a fairly significant yeah. price point. But I'm also doing this commercial work as well on the side and a few sort of family portraits. Oh, and I'd been working in a, a friend's studio as well. So oh, that's right. Yes. Actually, that did actually help loads. Help my skills. Yeah, help it didn't skills. help um like in terms of business because no, of course it's totally different totally different arena. thing people taking pictures of their family and their kids and all, all sorts of things so yeah I, th I think the connections with people was the thing that really started the first few bits of mm. i guess portfolio if you want to call it that Interesting. the the thing that i had been working on the whole time was something that i felt like i could have control over which was seo which was building the website it was easier back then well not easier because it's actually more streamlined now so it actually makes more sense now than it did back then oh, and there are less ways to scam the system now yeah which actually means that if you just put good quality committed yes. work in you win um, whereas back then you could cheat the system uh, somewhat anyway um like putting white text in on a white oh, background I so, yeah. you know, and uh Blasting links. links. I never did those things. No, no, um, I didn't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you know, so you you could cheat the system back then. So I I focus. Sorry, not that you could cheat the system. That's not the important bit. The important bit that was a bit more straightforward. I felt like I could have control over that aspect yeah. of my marketing. You know, Facebook and social media was powerful. Like you know, some of my current photography friends way back then were absolutely killing it. There were those people on Facebook who were just making it happen constantly. Um, and it was amazing. I struggled with that side of things for quite a while. It took me a while to build up. And by the time I'd got that work in, Facebook had already gone through its complete change of algorithm where business pages were like completely like ruined. But we've come up with a strategy because of that process that actually means that we can still use Facebook and get really good solid inquiries yes. and leads from it even though it's technically just, suppressed it's, a bit hard. It takes a bit it's just a bit different yeah. yeah it's just a bit, a bit different now. so you know i think that's the thing like I, I focused on what i could do i used some of my strengths that i do have and i was able to just focus on those few things that i could do it was slow i think that that whole process was probably about two years worth of not many clients then at that end of that two-year period, that's probably where you and I come together and yeah. sort of start focusing on the same thing um, about a year, maybe six months into marriage, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's when things really started to to work and snowball. But you're absolutely right. You know, there are a lot of foundations, a lot of failures, a lot of challenges, um, a lot of learning process. I was just I was telling you earlier, wasn't I, about the magazine company, the big bridal magazine company that rang me up and said, oh, you know, we've noticed that you're a great photographer. Yeah, with the usual bull that they spout. <laughs> uh, we noticed you're a great photographer and in this area. You know, we've got a, an ad space available for £500, which is probably about $750, something like that. And I was like, 
oh yeah, I'm not paying that because I'd gone through this Facebook scam or, already. So I knew that unsolicited, just knock it on the head, not interested. And they're like, oh, okay, uh, well, we can do you a bit of a better price. Anyway, I literally kept saying no and they kept lowering the price until it was, it was about, it was less than a fifth of the original price they quoted. I think it was £89 in the end. For, and this is like one of the biggest magazines in the country. So I was like, Ah, well, for £89, it's worth me just seeing what, uh, you know, that's pretty cheap. Is there any traction? Yeah, is there any traction for the biggest wedding magazine in the country? And of course there wasn't. But I was very (laughs) pleased with myself to learn. Again, it's one of those processes to learn just to say no a lot to people. Sound like you're not interested when, you know, when they're trying to sell you something and you can barter people down like heavily <laughs> because the price that they're quoting is just absolutely made out of thin air so also nice to know that even the 89 was wasted that, yeah that even the 89 pounds was wasted. yeah so don't advertise in magazines either unless it's your niche there's, there's just so many holy grails around like oh pay this and pay that and you, you, and you know we'll, we'll get you all these clients and it's just actually knowing where to put your energies your energy put your energy not in trying to find quick fixes yeah. and promises of these secret pools of clients Put your energy into educating yourself. Yes. That's what I've taken from your story. Yeah. Is that you were constantly problem solving. You were constantly, if you've hit a problem and thinking, I feel like this isn't working, my business is failing, you educated yourself. And, and you- that is why you need something else. And I, I encourage so many people this now, and I didn't really connect until we were talking about this. Have in the in the beginning, have a part-time job. Don't make you know, if you're not like successful already and you're not making enough from your photography business, don't make it your sole income because you're going to be in a situation where you're desperate for money. And that then clouds your problem solving ability because you need to pay the mortgage or the rent or feed the kids or whatever it is. You'll be desperately taking work, yep. charging prices that you can't really afford More to tired, charge. Um, yeah. Stressed. And you don't then actually have the space to yeah. be able to think long term and build long term for your business. So yes. actually, if you have that part time job, commit to the fact that it's going to be a slower process yes. and actually educate. You're going to love your life more. <laughs> yeah, Focus on yeah. educating yourself yeah. to be able to creatively problem solve whatever. Um, it, yeah, anything that comes business. up. Yeah, yeah. Keep going back to that T. Um, yeah, the, the T-E-A um, strategy that we we gave you a yeah. few podcasts ago yeah. where you can actually create cr- critically analyze where is the weak link in your business, in your business. You know? so yeah. just there are tools out there to enable you to be able to take your business to the next level and that and it's committing to that's the process it's the hard slog it's the yeah. creative problem solving it's the educating yourself that's what's going to make the difference in your business not some quick fix because there is no quick fix yeah and- so if you feel like you're having a time of failure right now know that you can be encouraged you know if you persevere you will get to the other side of this failure this feeling of of sort of just you know aimlessness and it's yeah. not working there is another side to it other people are not more successful than you they're no. not doing better they're not you know just because they're posting stuff on instagram doesn't mean anything just ignore that it's got nothing to do with your life your life and your story is more important than any of that. So don't compare yourself. Don't feel frustrated. Don't feel down. Just relax. Figure out how you can persevere. Figure out how you can problem solve. If you need to take a part-time job, take one. Um, you know, stuff just like that. Just, just to, to take the pressure off. Just to take the pressure off. If there is financial pressure that is making if you there panic is. Yeah. and operate from a position of weakness in your business, yeah. put, yourself, you're not, put yourself in a position of strength. Put yourself in a position of strength, exactly, because you're not, 
in this to be more successful or compete or impress anybody. And impress is probably the wrong word, but I think we often feel like we need to keep up with other yeah. people. Oh, totally. And that actually drives the fear of not being able to keep up, actually drives us to do things that we probably shouldn't have yeah. chosen to do. And that's why I think, you know, if it feels like a step back to to get a part-time job, but you need to do it, do it because that feeling of stepping, like taking a step backwards, it feels bad, but actually long-term, it's going to really help you and heal you. So I think... Because if you get the right strategies... Yeah. Um, to be able to take your business forward, that, that part-time job may not be for very long. Well, exactly. Like yeah. said, the reality is some of our academy students go full-time in a matter of months. So it's just yeah, a yeah. stopgap. It just takes the pressure off. Like we said in so the tea video. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Like we said in the tea video, you know, there's probably actually just one small thing that you're doing wrong. Yeah. And, and once you fix that, actually the dam opens up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess that's my story. I think perseverance and you know, focusing on the things that really matter is probably the biggest thing that I learned, you know, overarching thing yeah. um, that I learned from And just from that co whole... committing to the process, committing to the hard slog yeah. and the journey yeah. and knowing that just because things aren't exploding overnight doesn't mean it's not going to explode. It yeah. will. And the, the picture that's been in my mind as we've been talking about this is of a, of a steam of a steam train, the old trains and they're piling on the coal and it takes a long time for that train to get moving and to start moving. And yes. it's a lot of effort yep. to keep shoveling that coal in. And it's a hot fire and they're sweating. And the, But once that steam train gets going and, and it picks up momentum and That's speed, great. actually, it's unstoppable. It's Absolutely. a real like, tank, you know. And it that happens with your business. It's this hard slog where you just feel like you're shoveling coal into this like furnace and you're just thinking, oh, I can't even bear this. It's so hot. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not, not even getting going anywhere. that fast. You yeah. know, I'm moving a little bit, but like not very much. Not but much. but that's that is the mechanics of how it works. You keep shoveling that coal and working hard and you pick up momentum. And a tipping point does come yeah. with your business where suddenly actually the momentum is starting to carry you and your business starts running itself. Yes. And just needs a little bit of coal every now and then. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that reminds me actually about the principle. One of the principles I've sort of worked towards back then was there are lots of new people starting. So you feel like you're just one of the sea of millions of photographers. The market is oversaturated. You hear people always saying, if you're willing to commit to the long term, you will be the one that's successful by yes. virtue of the fact everybody else quit years yeah. before you did yeah. and therefore you you essentially become the wheat that grows amongst the chaff um so you know you, you've got a strong position by just persevering so keep going at it keep working hard you're gonna get there yeah. it just feels frustrating for this period and get help as well you know if you can if you've got people to ask stuff just do it and uh the business exchange on Facebook is perfect place for that. There's lots of uh, sort of room to ask for advice and lots of help. Lots of people that have been through some stuff. So, yeah, I hope that's been helpful to hear a little bit of my story. Hopefully we'll uh, give you we'll the light do... at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, give you the light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. All right, guys, we love you. Bye. Head over to wolfisland.com and become a resident to start transforming your photography business into the unstoppable success you deserve. And don't forget the Wolf Island Photography Business Exchange on Facebook where you'll find the best discussion, support and meet other pioneers from around the world. Your dream client is waiting and you've got what it takes. At Wolf Island we're believing that this can be the best year yet for your business.